Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of Mind Talk and to this edition of 530 here on Transitions Tuesday. Many of you already know that 530 is the date that our guest received a diagnosis of mixed dementia and he is willing to share his journey with us. Many of you also know that he is the producer of Mind Talk and has been for these past 24 years. Jim Brown, welcome to Mind Talk. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now you're on the other side of the mic. Yes. We've, we've done a few of these conversations. How are you feeling in general about the conversations we've been having? Great. Um, it's a chance to, to talk about this, this, this condition. I think more people need to talk about it. More people need to hear about it. More people need to understand it. Um, and uh, I'm happy to share or, or give whatever I can give to the issue. One of the things that we know is a feature of dementia is memory challenges. And the short-term memory is often, often uh, an issue. So what I'd like to talk to you about a little bit today is do you have, well, certain memory, but whether or not you have a sense of the things that you forget sometime later. In the moment, you forget them and you forget them. But does the recall come back to you at any point? Or once is it that once you forget them, it's gone? I, I think it's like anything, uh, any normal person. When, you, when, you, when you're thinking of something uh, or when something happens and it happens uh, two hours ago or three hours ago, you may forget it. And then uh, something will happen that will trigger that memory back and you, and, you, and you can recall it. But if you have to automatically try to, to recapture it, you may not be able to. But you will be able to uh, to recall it once uh, something triggers that, that event back to you. Okay, I'm a little bit confused. Are you saying that the memory loss that you experience is the same kind of memory loss that someone would experience without dementia? It seems that way to me. Okay. Uh, because I don't see the, the, the real difference. Okay. So if you have a conversation with someone and then five minutes later you have to, or ten minutes later you have to ask them to repeat it because you've forgotten it, have you actually forgotten what was said ten minutes ago? No, you probably you, you forgot it. Yeah, but you didn't. You forgot it, and you forgot the details. And you may want them to repeat it so that you can refresh your memory with the details. But it's not something that's totally erased from you because if it was, you do you wouldn't be able to repeat it. So again, I'm confused because it kind of sounds like. You're saying, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it really sounds like you are attempting to minimize the impact of your short-term memory loss. Not at all. Uh, it's, it's a very serious problem. Okay. 
um, although when people when you attach the the uh, the condition or the label of dementia to it, it 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 tends to awfulize it in people's minds so that they can they 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 think the worst of it uh, when in fact it is bad, uh, but it is not uh, something that's that's uh, that's uh, that's irreversible. Um, so are you saying that the memory loss is reversible? I'm saying that it's recoverable. You can recover from it. Yeah. You How? Can, you can recover. Just there's certain triggers that are there in your mind that will that will bring back certain things in your mind automatically. Certain words, uh, events, or situations can be recalled if the right triggers are there. They're never gone. Uh, I still remember things that happened, um, you know, this morning or a few days ago. But I won't automatically recall them unless something triggers that memory for me. So you recognize that at, at the sort of end of the experience of dementia, you may reach a point where you don't recognize family members, you don't remember how to do certain things. Are, do you recognize that? I suspect that that's, that, that is, that's, that's, a, that's part of the condition. Yeah. And I do, do, don't look forward to that, but I do believe that that will happen at a point. There'll be a point when I won't remember yeah. certain things. I know that. I believe that. Um, that's hard, isn't it? It's very hard, but I don't, I don't, I don't look at that as being uh, an end game. Uh, I just look at it as being, hey, if that happens, it happens, and uh, I'll do whatever I can to uh, to prevent it from getting worse. Okay. But I think that uh, uh, the reality of this condition is that it will happen. People, people, people try to avoid it as much as possible, just as I am. But it's not something that. Uh, that I can say uh, 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 that I have so much control over that I can prevent it from happening. I can't. Okay. There are, you know, letters that come in from folks, uh, and one of the comments that we infrequently get is, "Why are you putting all your business out in the street?" <laughs> what do you say to those people who want to know that? I say that is 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 it's not that you're putting your business out in the street. It's that you you're sharing a condition with folks who have it, um, with folks who don't know anything about it, with folks who have family members who have this condition, with folks who 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 have loved ones who who they really care much about and don't understand what's going on with them. Um, I'm saying, do understand the person at who, who the person that's there, and uh, treat them as if they're there, and uh, that helps them to to uh, to prolong their own condition, their, their own life. You know, um, y- you talk about treating the person as if they're there, and I think we all know or have witnessed a time when someone who perhaps uh, was deaf um, 
and somebody trying to talk to them just talks louder as if that's going to make a difference. Or someone who's vision impaired and people will talk to them louder as though that's going to, as though, first of all, that vision impairment means they can't hear, which is not true necessarily. So people have all kinds of ways of really not understanding, I would suggest, different kinds of experiences that people have. Would you agree with, with that one? Totally. Um, even professionals uh, uh, sitting in a doctor's office, I noticed that the doctor has a conversation with you as if I'm not there. He'll talk to you about my condition as if I'm not there. And there are other times when a, you and someone else or, or someone can get into a conversation about me and uh, it's as if I'm not there. And I hear it. Uh, it used to bother me a lot in the beginning of this when I first realized what was going on with me. But now it doesn't anymore. I, I realize what's going on, and I realize that uh, uh, the engagement between you and someone else is, 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 is just that. It's an engagement that you have to go through. And I, 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 I just stand as a witness to it and watch it. <laughs> what, so. what do you think would happen if you said to a doctor, and I'm going to ask that you think about this and answer it right after the break, what do you think would happen if you said to a doctor, I'm over here? You're talking to not me, and I would like for you to talk to me. I We're going to take a break, and on the other side, I'd like to hear your response. Mm -hmm. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. You're listening to Mind Talk here on 530 Transitions Tuesday. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So, Jim, what do you think would happen if you said to a doctor, uh, hello, doc, I'm over here. You're not talking to me. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that's a good, uh, it's a good question to ask uh, to see what would happen. But as a professional, I'm sure he would have something profound to say. He or she. Or she would have something profound to say. But it's not. Or not. Or not. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to experience that and see what happens. Maybe you should try that the next time you have an appointment and, and you find that same thing happening. I will. Um, it'd be interesting for you to report back what happens. Mm -hmm. Because, again, and I know we've said this repeatedly, um, there is often the sense that once you have the diagnosis, that particularly a dementia diagnosis, um, that people will assume that you, in that moment, don't remember anything, can't make sense of things, and, as you said, will talk as if you're not there, mm. when, in fact, you absolutely are there. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's disturbing in that you, you, you expect that a professional, especially a doctor who specializes in this area, would know that. But then again... I, I, my understanding and how how I how I cope with it is is to rationalize that yes they 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 are professionals and they're supposed to deal with it differently but they are 
also human beings, and they don't necessarily know the depth of uh, the damage to me of what my condition really is. They just only can deal with what, 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 what I respond to. So if you somehow make the decision to speak up when you feel as though someone is not talking to you and should, you actually become less complicit in their potentially ignoring you or not treating you the way you would like to be treated. Exactly. And maybe they will change and maybe they won't. But the idea is that they'll have some information that they didn't have. Yeah. And you'll feel better. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit about um, before uh, you received the diagnosis, uh, the dementia diagnosis, which, by the way, folks, for those of you who are just um, listening to this series, and it is a series available to you every Tuesday and archived at the Mind Talk website, um, let's let people know what mixed dementia for you actually means because there are several different types of dementia for you it's uh called uh alzheimer's with vascular involvement mm -hmm. so those of you who are wondering what that means i mean we've certainly talked about it but you might want to check it out another piece that i'd like to remind folks of jim is in one of our recent conversations you let us know that you just learned at the age of 79 that their dementia actually runs in your family to some extent, and you never knew. It was never talked about. Mm, well, they said Alzheimer's. Okay. And so that's, the, that's, a, that's a slight difference, but it, it, they, they didn't narrow it down to dementia. Well, actually, dementia is the overarching diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You can have dementia and not have Alzheimer's. Okay. But if you have Alzheimer's, you actually have dementia. Okay. Well, then, that's, they, they said that uh, there are several members of, of, of my family who, have been, ha, who had been diagnosed with, um, with, um, with Alzheimer's. With Alzheimer's. Okay. You know, that also brings up uh, an issue that I think you and I both agree is a critical one in that if you see someone behaving in a way that you don't understand, don't ignore it. Check it out. See if the other person has the same view of their behavior as you do. Mm -hmm. And certainly ask family members what the medical history is of, of just the family period, not just about dementia, but including dementia. You know, it, just as people say, is there heart disease in your family? Is there diabetes in your family? I mean, docs will ask that. But you as a family member, you need to know your family history. Knowing your family history doesn't mean that whatever has happened in the past will happen to you also. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean you have information that's really important for you to have. Now, the, the other thing to remember, too, is that most families uh, may not be uh, articulate or sophisticated enough to explain it to you in, 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 in clinical terms or in terms that will 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 actually uh, uh, describe to you what what dementia is, but they will be able to tell you enough about the person to let you know that the person did have some sort of uh cognitive uh, deficiency during at l at, at at later points in their lives uh, 
like uh, I had an uncle who was very active in his life, and uh, towards the end of his life, he started to, you know, forget things. And he he would ask you, you get a conversation with him, he would ask you, do you, do you? Do you know who so and so is? Do you still remember so and so and so and so? Uh, did you did you ever remember, you know, this or that? And I said, yeah. And that says to me that that person had forgotten that, but something happened in a conversation with me and them that called them to recall that, allowed them to recall that, and and, and they were able to 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 then fully uh, do it. And then there are times when I would ask them something that they would totally had totally forgotten. Uh, I had one uncle who who uh, who uh, I helped to put a roof on a house. He totally forgot that. Defo- totally forgot that we worked uh, two or three days on that roof, on that house, and and there's no way for him to recall that. And and I stopped trying to make him remember after a while. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated that. One other important piece I'd like to add to what you just said is that memory loss in and of itself only means that you have memory loss and it really is your job to find out your job with your doctor to find out the nature of the memory loss do you uh do you have dementia uh have you had a head injury uh have you had traumatic experiences in your life and some things you just didn't and don't recall. So while we're talking about today, we're talking about short-term memory uh, loss as being a feature of dementia, of the kind of dementia period, but certainly of the kind of dementia that you experience. um, That doesn't mean that memory loss is going to happen once you hit X age. And it doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. Five people can have memory loss, and it can be for five different reasons. So you've got to be clear. Don't assume. Get the information. It's better to know than not know. A lot of folks say, no, I'd rather not know. You know, if I've got Alzheimer's, for example, I know what the progression of that disease looks like. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'd just rather not know. Mm-hmm. And that's not helpful to anybody. No, it's not. Let's talk a little bit more. We've talked before about your past experiences in the field of communications. Um, As you have been talking to your former students and former colleagues who are in the communications industry, uh, radio, television, podcasting, streaming, you name it, it's, it's so different from when you first began to teach and work in the area. Are they saying anything to you in particular about what's happening in your life? Not not, not directly, because they don't really understand. I do have conversations with people who are aware of my condition, and they will talk uh, about events and things that have happened in the past, and they're, 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 they'll remind me, especially if there was something, something exciting that happened, uh, they will remind me of it and, and talk about that just to get me to recall it which I, I really appreciate. But most of the time, it's, it's just general conversation as if, uh, you know, I'm just talking to, to, to Jim Brown and we're talking about the past. Um, uh, I've got one friend who would always talk to me about uh, someone that we had uh, 
some interaction with or that we had business dealings with years ago. And uh, he'll, oh, do you remember so-and-so and so-and-so? And and he'll talk about that person and talk about them in a sense that they are still a part of us. And uh, I will, that helps me because then I start to remember remembering all the the events and the situations with that person which 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 uh, uh further uh, ignites or, or bring up uh, other memories of 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 situations and other people who were involved in that particular situation especially media stuff so talking to folks in your life about his, his what for you are historical events is actually helpful. Socializing in general is one of the recommendations that's often made uh, for seniors, for people who are juniors but choose not to engage in the outside world. It, it's often, at least from my perspective, um, amazing the number of people who don't recognize how valuable social interaction is. Mm, true. The more of your life you can recall, the more of it you can live. I hate to say it that way, but that's the way it is. You, mm. you tend to, to really benefit from the experiences you've had, and it continues to, to, to assist you. It, it tends to, to fuel your life uh, as if... Uh, it's 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 like putting uh, fuel onto a fire. Uh, you can in a good way. In a good way, yeah. And it, it's it's great to 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 talk about uh, uh, things that happened in the past. What's it like for you today, as you think about the many many media folks with whom you have come in contact, either professionally working on a shoot or training, and you see them today, whether it's television or radio? What's that like for you? I mean, you knew them when they were youngsters. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's so refreshing to see them, and then you start to remember uh, your interaction with them. And, and start to to say, hey, uh, I knew them when, and I, I knew this happened, and I knew that happened. And you think about uh, the actual event or the actual production itself and remember what happened at the production and what went on in the production, what went right, what went wrong. And you start to remember all those those kinds of things, and you, and you, you kind of uh, feel great that you still uh, have that memory. And most of the time, it's memories that will make you feel good. And you feel good because you remember them. And you feel good because uh, it brings up other happy uh, thoughts or emotional things in your, in your mind that, uh, that also makes you feel good. So it sounds like you value your memory skills in a different way uh, than you perhaps have in the past we're going to take a break and we will be back and so don't go away folks i'm pamela brewer you're listening to jim brown this is transitions tuesday here on mind talk
Jim, for the person who's just uh, beginning to listen to your story, what would you say to the person who perhaps has just very recently been diagnosed with dementia? Oh, I, I don't know what to say to that person, but I do know that uh, it's a um, it's an awareness or situation that you you're not fully aware of you just know that it, that you have a condition that causes you some problems uh, as you move through life and that as you move through life you know that uh, uh, you're going to be judged and people are going to look at you and people are going to s- remember you f- in that particular situation but they may not really understand uh, what happened before or after you get there that they'll just remember that particular situation uh i've got friends now who i know um recall uh events and things that happened to me just uh, say a few weeks ago who may not uh understand uh, how valuable that particular situation was to me but they may also not remember um that I may not have been fully engaged in that situation and they may mm-hmm. have had some other thoughts about what happened. Uh, I went out to dinner with a couple of friends of mine that I've been knowing for years last week and we had a conversation about a particular event that happened and uh, I recall part of it and they recall part of it and the part that I recall they hadn't recalled and they thanked me for bringing it up. But it was like... Uh, uh, they were surprised that I remembered it, hmm. and uh, I, I wasn't surprised that I remembered because it was like, yeah, it happened, and I remember it. Uh, but uh, to them, it was like, whoa, he remembered that, and I didn't, kind of a thing. Memory is such a tricky thing. I know we will continue to talk about it uh it's just tricky. Again, I, you know, so many things impact it. You can be stressed out of your mind for some reason or another. Um, and that can impact your memory uh, or your sense of reasoning or your sense of planning. And, and, you know, stress is a huge factor in folks' life. And I would say that relatively recently, we really as a community of clinicians and non-clinicians are just paying attention to the impact of stress, particularly chronic stress, in a different way uh, than we have before. So that's a good thing. In the weeks ahead, uh, Jim, as we continue with you along your journey, one of the uh, questions that I'm going to be asking you is not only what may have been helpful to you as you received this diagnosis, but what was not helpful? You talked about one of those issues today when you talked about being in a doctor's office and the doctor's not talking to you but talking to someone else about you and you're sitting right there. Clearly not helpful. So that's one of the things that um, we will be touching on in the weeks to come. And, of course, if anyone has any questions of Jim, you can email him at jim at myn.com. D-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. 
you can contact me directly at Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, at mindtalk.org. We really enjoy hearing from you, particularly about this this uh, series. This is new for us. Uh, we haven't done a series like this in, well, we've never done a series on dementia. We have done series in the past, uh, but they've really been time limited. So we'd love to know how this series is impacting you. What about this series? These conversations we're having is useful to you and what's not useful to you. You're getting a real look, an honest look at someone's honest, in the moment, living with a diagnosis of dementia. Folks, anything, uh, I'm sorry, Jim, is there anything you'd like to say before we close out today? No, this is this has been great. It, this conversation has been good. Uh, I'd like to just continue to talk about, uh, about me and about what's going on, and hopefully uh, someone will find uh, something of value in it uh, the idea is to is to is to try to help other people with this this condition and I, I just want to point out that talking about you is not something that you have historically been known for doing so this is really stepping outside of the box for me yes for you Absolutely. Folks, thank you so much for joining us today on this edition of 530 here on Transitions Tuesday at mindtalk.org, M-Y-N-D-T-A-L-K.org. We are on several platforms. If there's one that you would like to see us on, just send an email to me, Pamela. If you have a dementia experience that you'd like to share, send it to booking, B-O-O-K-I-N-G at mindtalk.org. And folks, you remember always, if it's unacceptable, that's what it is, unacceptable. Take care.